Telltales to Kids, Episode 5, Timing. Hello, welcome to Telltales to Kids, the podcast that helps you develop your skills in telling your own stories, making them up and sharing them with your younger children. My name is Julie Pryke, storyteller and children's author, and most importantly, I'm a nana to four children and young adults. Each time I'll try and give you news and easy tips to storytelling and at the end of the podcast I'll also tell an example story for your children to listen to with you or for you to tell them later. So let's get going. Today I'm going to be talking a bit more about how you should manage your ideas when that sudden light bulb moment appears. Perhaps not at the most appropriate moment. You could be at work and needing to get on with something that you're committed to. You could be at home changing a smelly nappy. Or you may be out with others and don't feel that you can break off to note it down. I am assuming normal times here, not the restrictions we've all become used to, resigned to. Of course, smelly nappies and other situations can arise at any time So all of us writers and storytellers have to develop coping strategies. If you're really stuck and can't note anything down, then say something about the idea silently at least three times, but try to imagine a link to help with it. Either the situation you're in or a colour or number to help prompt you. For example, if I thought of a story with lambs in it, I would picture a lamb with yellow wool and maybe try to add two other factors into the picture. The dog who might upset them or indeed might look after them and the new alpaca that has come to live in the same field. Because the colour yellow is significant, I would probably imagine the dog with a yellow collar and the alpaca with a yellow flower in its mouth. I'd say to myself, yellow lamb dog alpaca, and say it three times. This method does work, but sometimes it can be a bit distracting, as, if you're like me, you can imagine a nice farmyard setting instead of a big disaster looming for your heroes, and then you get the story going off in a completely different direction. So if you want it to remain your original idea, quickly include the disaster um, in your image as a big grey cloud in the shape of whatever the trouble is. But please don't keep repeating your scenario more than three or four times as you're creative mind will start to expand it as soon as you aren't looking. You could try repeating the idea out loud to that captive baby or child, of course. If so, again repeat it about three times. They probably won't mind. Oh, but what about the situation you can't interrupt? Well, of course, I can't necessarily offer a solution for every occasion. 
But there are so many different ways to just try and note the basic idea. Have a scrap of paper and a pencil or a dedicated page in your notebook to hand. And write down three key words or do a little sketch or sketches if that's easier. Then, if you want to develop the idea further, you have a basis to prompt your memory and get it written down properly. So I'd add at this stage, if despite your memory aids, it doesn't come back, don't worry. You will produce another story with similar characters. It may be different, but that doesn't matter. Or you may come up with a completely different story about a pirate ship, a pop star and a bicycle. Who knows? Or you may come up with nothing at all, but relax. You're not employed as a children's author, or if you are, I can't help saying, would you please consider doing a, po- a podcast to help me that I can listen to? You have to decide how you like to record your story. I know I've talked about spontaneous Uh, storytelling a lot but it's such a nice feeling to have achieved a story with your youngsters a version of story writing informally including it in a notebook in pencil is great it feels good a typed up word version can be saved on your laptop or tablet a memory or a memory stick and can be sent easily by mail or email as I often do with my grandchildren in Canada, so that my son can read it out again as often as they want. Plus, you can print it out for them to read themselves. Don't forget to space it out a bit bigger um, if they're going to try and read it for themselves. Nowadays, printers which connect to Wi-Fi, uh, you can send a document across the airwaves directly to their home if they also have a Wi-Fi printer. How good is that? There are other apps which are so useful if, for example, you're recording your ideas on your mobile phone. An app, Speech Notes, allows you to dictate your story and it turns into text. It's a bit frightening at first if it doesn't like your accent, but it soon learns to recognise you. WhatsApp, we all know by now, I think. Use the record button for a little message and for short stories. Choose things to remember. Don't take your finger off the button whilst you're recording. Um, And also, you might find that you need to do the story in more than one recording, maybe two or three, if it's a couple of minutes. So just warn them beforehand. Uh, before they start listening to the first part. Make use of a mind map or a spinogram map, such as MindMo, that's, well, I'll put it on my website, on your tablet or PC, or just draw one out on a piece of paper to plan everything out or record all the basics for your story. It really helps for planning. And finally, inspiration. If you've listened before, you will know my main inspiration is changing ordinary situations into unusual ones by adding magic. This is an easy one 
as immediately no rules really apply except amusement and fun, a problem and a good solution. Really, these rules are all you need for most stories for younger children. Some of you may hate that I give animals human or magical characteristics. That's fine, because what you do relates to you and your children. Maybe it's a look at nature, its history, whether it's real or not. Think of horrible histories, for example. It might be family history. I'd like to tell you a story about when I was nine. Geography, science. If it's of interest to you and you can use it in a way that the listeners will enjoy, then that's a topic for you. Or it could be a, could be different each time. You could include a riddle for them to solve as they go along, for example. Just relax and enjoy it with them. And now it's story time. And I've chosen a story this time, which was inspired by a name I overheard on a train. Two children looking out of a window and pointed to someone saying, Oh, look, there's Mr. Nobody Man. I hope you enjoy it. The story is called Finnish Adventure Dancing and Spinning with Fairies. It was a lovely sunny afternoon and Finny's brother Thomas had gone to play with his friend, so Finny was all on her own. She'd helped Mamma for a bit, but now Mamma was working, and Opa, her German granddad, was there to look after her. She picked up her little... The story is called Dancing and Spinning with Fairies, and it's adventure with my older grandchildren in it, when they were young. It was a lovely sunny day, and Finny's brother Thomas had gone to play with his friend, so Finny was all on her own. She'd helped Mamma for a bit, but now Mamma was working, and Opa, her German granddad, was there to look after her. She picked up her little bag with a magic wooden cat in it. Wonder. She went into the garden and through the fence to a woody area. As usual, she was singing to herself and then she started dancing. She was spinning round and round when suddenly she heard a lovely tune being played. But it was very quiet, as if it was far away. She wondered where it was coming from and started to look around and walked towards the big tree in the garden. But no, everything there was quiet. Then she turned round and went towards the lavender bush. To her surprise... She heard a cross little voice say, Why have you stopped dancing? She jumped back and looked round, but she couldn't see anyone. She knelt down and started lifting up the leaves on the bush. This time the voice was even crosser when it said, Don't do that, you'll knock all my washing off the line. Finney stared and she saw a tiny little man with a blue hat and a yellow jacket. 
He was waving his stick at her. Oh, I am sorry, said Finney. I didn't know you were there. No, that's the trouble with you humans, grumbled the fairy man. You never notice anything. Finney said, that's not fair. I notice lots of things. And I've got a magic cat called Wanda. She was going to lift Wanda out of the bag to show him, but then suddenly remembered that she wanted to ask the fairy man a question. What is your name? she asked. And where is all that lovely music coming from? Well, I don't know why you want to know, but my name is Mr Nobody Man, and the music is the fairy band. They're sitting just over there, he said as he pointed. But I think you've broken the big bass drum. Yes, she did, said a little mouse with a straw hat on. I can't play it any more. She looked so sad. Oh, no, sorry, said Finney. Can it be mended? She picked up the little pieces and said, I'll just ask Oprah and dashed back to the house. Her grandfather looked at the drum and said, Well, I think I can mend it, but it won't quite sound quite the same anymore. Why don't I make a new one? He looked in the kitchen cupboard and got out a little spice jar that was nearly empty. He washed it out, got the drum skin that had been on the fairy drum and carefully fastened it on with some thread. He tapped on it with his fingers and it made a little rat-a-tat-tat. There you are, he said. Now you can go out and play with your dolls again. But Finny wasn't playing with dolls, was she? She rushed back to the fairy, to the lavender bush and called out, Hello, Mr. Nobody Man, I'm back. She put down the new drum and immediately the little mouse rushed up and grabbed it. She was just trying it out when Wanda, the magic cat, fell out of Finny's bag and turned into a real cat, as she always does. Oh, the poor little mouse was very frightened, but Wanda said to it, It's all right. Why don't you and all the others climb onto my back and you can play your tunes there? Finney said, I promise it's okay. So the mouse and lots of other tiny animals and people, all with whistles and violins, a trumpet, a flute and a double bass, uh, climbed onto Wanda's back while she uh, lay down on the grass. Finney helped Mr Nobody Man lift his grand piano on as well. And they all started playing. Finney danced, dancing and spinning around to the music. And a few of the fairies danced and spun too as they played. Soon Mr Nobody Man asked them to keep still because they were making him feel dizzy. Then, very gently, Wanda floated up in the air, but nobody fell off. After they'd had lots of fun, Finney could hear Opa calling, so she said, we'll have to go now. The fairy creatures all climbed down off Wanda's back and she jumped back into the bag and become a li became a little wooden creature again. Bye, cried out the fairies. Bye, said Finney as she went off to see Oprah. That's the end, folks. Just one more thing. These podcasts seem to have turned into monthly events and that's fine by me because it takes quite a lot of thinking about. But... You can look at them anytime you want on my website, www.telltales2kids.com.
www.thepodcastmaker.com and it's also available the podcast on uh, most um, podcast vehicles you know Spotify, uh, Podbean, Amazon and so on Google I know it's on um, so you can enjoy it there however if you'd like a printed copy of the story or you'd like to be able to read what I've told you then go to my website and you'll find it there I will be adding it uh, probably on Tuesday the 2nd of March okay hope you've enjoyed it bye till next time